0: Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street.
1: Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber. Uh, futures are a bit soft as... Earnings are mixed from a handful of very big players, 3M, McDonald's, Pfizer, Raytheon. The GOP proposal is out. Two-day Fed meeting begins. Bernstein cuts Tesla to sell. Watch gold, as they were just saying, hit 2K overnight, but has settled back. Uh, Jim, we do have some earnings to chew on, but there's still a lot on deck for later in the week.
2: Yeah, look, uh, I think that many people want to be able to say we've seen the bottom. You're going to hear from uh, Mike Roman later on today. July has been very good. Uh, I think that you're going to continue to get uh, uh, positive from housing. This Horton number was the number that people should be focused on because it was just stellar. Uh, you're going to get a lot of people talking about how uh, there is some, a lot of good news in anything involving personal uh, fun, let's like uh, Polaris, but just we're just in such dim dim tidings when it comes to aerospace, and that's what I'm focused on. I think the Raytheon quarter was yeah, good. Yeah, you were but- just. Oh, Greg Hayes, 2023. Oh, my.
1: You were just talking about that. And then IATA, the International Air Transport Association, is saying 2024 uh, for pre-COVID, pre-COVID traffic levels. They also point out that airlines are adding uh, capacity, Jim, ahead of demand, which is coming back slower than they thought.
2: Right. Uh, Look, uh, personal travel. People want to travel. We know that great conference call by uh, American Express on Friday about what people want to do. But the business travelers where they make all the money and the business travelers zooming. They just aren't going. And I don't know what it's going to take to bring them back. And that is going to be a very important theme. Tomorrow's Boeing. This was a great industry for America. I mean, it was probably what we were leading in. And now, without customers, it's really difficult. What City puts a tactical sell on American Airlines with an eleven dollars price target, guys. It, it is eleven. I don't know. City is kind of a funny piece, but uh, you can see, for instance, Shopify, Goldman Sachs does a piece. The the amount of e commerce and what it's done to brick and mortar. David, we are seeing a wholesale shift, not just digitization, but the way people lead their lives and the way business Where do we get to the fall when you talk about college none of these patterns it, it can be uh, you, you can't shoehorn in the way we look at stocks they just don't add up
0: no i mean we've said in any number of industries things that might have taken years have been accelerated to a period of months in terms of transformation but to the extent that uh, jim it's also as you said Things that we're really unsure exactly how they're going to look when they come back, uh, like work, um, where we're still sort of wondering what the modern workplace is going to look like and how many people are actually going to be there uh, and what impact that's going to have. But, yeah, I think it seems more and more likely we may look back at this period as having been a seminal change in behavior to a certain extent. And the points you've been making since early on, that's going to result in certain companies doing particularly well. And quite a few others suffering.
2: Right. Look, I had Skyworks Solutions on last night. Liam Griffin, he's a very smart man. They had an amazing quarter. They uh, are probably, if you want to play 5G, the best way. Uh, and he's talking about how everything is just going to be crystal clear. You can get it wherever you want. It's going to be great. You'll be at the beach. And I kept thinking about Zoom and what Zoom is going to do. Of course, there's WebEx and there's, uh, we got Teams from Microsoft. But Zoom may make it. So that someone could say, who's a CFO, I see you traveled. I see you traveled first class to a conference. I don't want that ever again because we're making too much money. I want you to Zoom it. Uh, and we can do everything. I, I hope we don't have to Zoom baseball, I mean, given COVID. But I do feel that Zoom has wrecked uh, one of the great backbones of America, which is going from here to there for business people. Carl, it's never going to yeah, be the same,
1: and, and stop- uh, Jim, we know. And, uh, and stopping for breakfast on your way is a big piece of that. We're watching McDonald's where breakfast is obviously in focus. U.S. comps down 8-7 was a little bit better than we thought. June down 2-3. Improving every month of the quarter, Jim. Uh, and they are going to make a big push in the second half. It's pretty
2: clear. I, I thought I didn't understand why that stock was down because I think that what matters is in the end they had a number that's uh, that in many ways was was uh, better than Chipotle at the end of the quarter. Uh, and they're doing big drive through, and it's not really hurting them that much. That they have uh, they've taken out some tables. That that wasn't decent quarter. I, I just. Well, 3M was a decent quarter because July was good. But everybody is just skeptical because you just keep thinking, wait a second, it's too good to be true. Everything seems too good to be true, given the fact what well, we know. And then you had uh, I had Leader McCarthy on last night and they're talking about doing a package. There's going to be a package and the package keeps the ball near the air until the vaccines. And I I, I think a lot of us are beginning to think, wait a second, the vaccines. Can we get a little more skeptical? How does Moderna have some really nice insider sales there last night, according to stat? How does Moderna (laughs) say, hey, October? I mean, how do you get 30,000 people and figure out whether uh, the placebo didn't do better than the real? I mean, and have it by election? By the election? Can we be a little more skeptical about what's going on with vaccines? please.
0: Um, Okay, I'll be more skeptical. I I, I think I think a lot of people, though, Jim, are still focused on next year as a realistic time frame in terms of vaccines being widely available. Don't you? Yes. I I mean, maybe we'll get to some point where manufacturing begins on even what might be an FDA approved vaccine by the end of the year. But to really be able to administer the doses that are going to be needed across the board. And there's so many other things. I mean, by the way, transporting vaccines is apparently not as easy as it might appear in some ways. You've got this anti vaxxer um, uh, movement in this country, so you do wonder how many people will refuse to take a vaccine. Uh, There are people who are going to be concerned that it has been rushed in some way for political reasons, and so perhaps may not deem it as safe as otherwise would be. So. There are going to be plenty of things surrounding it, but, man, do we need it as soon as possible.
2: Right. And, and uh, Carl, a really stirring interview uh, by Andrew Ross Sorkin with Bill Gates, where he basically just says testing's a joke, that if we find out so late yeah. that it, you can't do anything anyway. So uh, he portrayed a country uh, I felt in disarray when it comes to this. Uh, I still keep thinking about the the. The Miami Marlins, they come to Philadelphia from a state that's a hot spot. Eleven of them have COVID. I mean, and the Phillies will wait a couple of days and then they're fine. I mean, are you kidding me? If you were next to someone who had COVID, you, you, you don't wait a couple of days and come back. So, I mean, Major League Baseball, any of the commissioners are just saying, hey, don't worry about it. Everyone's got this don't worry about it attitude. I'm worried about it because the yeah. July recovery is fragile, Carl. Yeah.
1: Well, Manfred did say it was not a nightmare scenario yet. Uh, There are certain levels at which MLB would start to get very concerned about the longevity of the season. I think we have some sound of what Manfred said.
3: We talked about the situation. Um, I think most of the owners realize that we built protocols anticipating that we would have positive tests at some point during the season, that the protocols were built in order to allow us to continue to play through those positives. And I think there was support for the notion that um, we believe um, that the protocols are adequate to keep our players safe. I don't put this in the nightmare category, I mean obviously we don't want any player to get exposed. Um, it's, it's, it's not a positive thing, but I don't see it as a nightmare. We built the protocols to allow us to continue to play. That's why we have the expanded rosters. That's why we have the pool of uh, additional players. And um, we think we can keep people safe and continue to play.
1: (laughs) David, (laughs) uh, it does raise the question. um, if, If this is happening in a few dozen clubhouses and if testing is as troubled as Gates said this morning on Squawk. I mean, what does that mean for school reopenings? Is that why Google says July for returning to the office?
0: Yeah. Uh, That's a great question, Carl. And I think it's a key one that we're all that many of us, certainly parents who have uh, either college age or any age kids in school are wondering about. What's a college dorm going to look like if if this is the case there? And again, back to testing, if testing is an important part of your overall protocol, are you going to be able to get results quickly enough to take people who need to be quarantined in some fashion and continue? Not to mention how teachers are going to feel about all that if, in fact, we do see outbreaks or parents. So so many uncertainties, so difficult to plan for at this point, it would seem but baseball does become, in a sense, a reflection of a lot of those fears, which is one reason why we're watching it closely, not just because, of course, we're baseball fans. By the way, guys, I did tweet this morning. It is worth mentioning, of course, on our continued focus on special purpose acquisition corporations. Billy Bean, the noted general manager for many years, of course, of the uh, uh, Oakland Athletics featured in Moneyball, uh, did start a back with Jerry Cardinale. It's being underwritten by Goldman Sachs, $500 million. Uh, and it is going to target businesses uh, that are specific to, uh, well, as you might imagine, sports uh, and data uh, areas, although not necessarily because they can't say ahead of time what they're exactly going to go after. But I did think that was interesting. So Mr. Bean, if he does have some time on his hands will certainly be able to focus on a SPAC. Well,
2: I, I think that that could be something. It would be a very, look, DraftKings is a love thing. Uh, the Robin Hood crowd will just completely adore that. Robin Hood crowd reeling from Tony Segonegi's, uh cell of, of Tesla. Just uh, 500,000 people Robin Hood owned Tesla. And I, I don't know how they're going to handle it. To go back to the college situation, uh, I just cannot believe there David, have you looked at how many different schools have many different rules and the schools are all I mean, I think that your kid has to be looking at what the rules are at some schools versus others, because some schools are just basically not taking this thing seriously at all. And other schools, you're out with a couple of tests. It's
0: It's all over the place, though, in terms of the reopening protocols as well. Uh, Many schools are doing only freshmen and seniors on campus. Many schools are doing remote, but people will be allowed on campus, but they'll be in their dorms in some fashion. Some are bringing everybody back. Others are starting early and ending early. There is no one size fits all approach or there's no one approach here that, that we can talk about, Jim. But uh, it's listen, it's you know, we focus on it not just because it's a personal concern, but also because this has a huge impact on the overall economy. When you think about towns and cities that are relying on students returning uh, and so many of the businesses that rely on them as well, it's yet another important component of the overall economic picture that may not be able to come back to full, robust capacity because of the virus. Uh, Yeah,
2: I totally agree. I mean, Carl, one of the things that I'm watching uh, watching closely, obviously, I had Leader McCarthy on yesterday. He's talking about $200 extra for unemployment. And obviously, Speaker Pelosi won 600 But that's going to be the key number because we have the $1,200. We give that to people and we get, say, $400 in unemployment. It keeps the ball in the air. air. And that's what has to mm. happen because the stuff that we're seeing in the papers uh, about what's about all the different protocols and have no idea what's happening and kind of just all... Uh, it, 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 it's just a, uh, a menagerie. I mean, we have no idea what's happening. And, and I feel like we still haven't beaten this thing at all. Uh, other countries, Sweden, I mentioned, uh, was having a problem. Sweden's back to having very few people. Uh, obviously, Asia better than we are. But I just don't even, I think it going be a free-for-all in September. At least we'll have some money in our pockets, but it's going to be a free-for-all. And that is not inspiring uh, for the companies like 3M that are saying, hey, listen, July's gotten better.
1: Right, right. Uh, Goldman is out this morning. They say we do believe Congress will enact a package larger than what the Republicans have proposed. Uh, Despite the late start, uh, the odds are high. We'll get it before the August recess. Although McConnell, guys, as you know, is facing uh, resistance not just from within uh, Senate Republicans themselves, but from Pelosi, who talked about uh, this proposal last night.
4: If they're not even getting to the fundamentals of food and rent and and economic survival, uh, they're not really ready to have a serious negotiation. However, we'll continue. We'll read what they put forth.
2: Well, I don't know. Jim,
1: sort of an echo of what she told you the other night.
2: Yeah, I mean, Leader McCarthy said they care more about uh, cannabis than they care about uh, things like food and I don't think that's true. I think that there's actually more common ground. I think Leader McCarthy and and Secretary Mnuchin are are Republicans that want to get a deal done. And it's uh, a pleasure to see. I I was blasted on on Twitter for talking about how it would be great to see consensus. I mean, are we really that bad a country that if someone wants consensus, that person is now an outlier? That's what you need to be able to get the money in people's pocket. Because we're listening to a lot of companies like uh, we'll have uh, Amazing by Phil LeBeau has David Calhoun tomorrow. We're going to have to listen to David Calhoun talk about, I don't know, can he, does he have to lay off more people because the orders are not that good? I mean, I, I think that we have Tony Saginaw on halftime today. Uh, Tesla's been one of the brightest stars of this market. All I'm saying is, is that this is one difficult week and we're going to have to start lowering expectations about how this country is going to come out of this within the the next three months, because I just don't see it, a magic wand waving from here to the election. Uh, David, you know that the—that it's a flashpoint. Moderna's become absolutely the football of this election. They're going to give you October. Really? Really? Or is it how much insider selling yeah, they can do between August? you got a monthly plan. You can do I'm sorry to be so well, hard on those promotional you're, guys. No,
0: that's all right. You're not a believer, but you've, you've pointed out many times they're very promotional. By the way, in terms of vaccines, we certainly also want to, Carl, focus on Pfizer's earnings, which I know we'll get to as well a, a bit more after the break. And a lot of CEOs coming up as well, as you well know, including 3M and record Ben Kieser.
1: We'll talk to both of them in the next uh, couple hours, guys. In the meantime, we'll cover a bunch of the earnings we've not yet gotten to. Harley, obviously, Raytheon, Horton, as Jim said, Pfizer. uh, As we said also earlier, Tesla downgraded Bernstein to sell. Goldman's up Shopify. We're back in a minute.
0: Eleven and a half minutes to go before we get an opening bell on this Tuesday. Apple is the focus of today's
2: Mad Dash. Jim. There's an excellent piece by Deutsche Bank today that I think encapsulates a lot of my thinking, which is that uh, stocks have run up so much that it makes it difficult or you should be nervous. And that word nervous is actually mentioned in the piece with an underline. Uh Uh, by Deutsche Bank, of how high a bar it is going into this quarter. Uh, Apple talking about some delays. I know that when I had Skyworks Solutions uh, on last night, it's not clear when uh, a 5G – they can't mention Apple's name, by the way, but uh, not clear when Apple have a 5G, but you might have one of these situations where you have the 12, but maybe we want to wait for the 5G. It is a piece that tells me that stocks have come so far, David, that unless things are perfect – the stocks are going to go down. And you know we have a Thursday night where we have Apple and we have Facebook and we have Google and we have Amazon. It's just going to be a jumble. A lot of people are going to make some wrong moves. They're going to sell things maybe they shouldn't, maybe buy things they shouldn't. But I am wary of Apple, and I like Apple. I always say, own it, don't trade it. But this Deutsche Bank piece does confirm a lot of what I'm worried about, which is that it's pure multiple expansion, David, that's driven the stock. And we know multiple expansion drove stocks in 1999. I don't think they're the same. I don't like the comparison, but The piece is a noteworthy piece.
0: Interesting. You've made a similar point on Microsoft, again, the second largest market cap out there.
2: I was right. You know, they reported a great yeah. number. People suddenly found things they didn't like. Obviously, there's Azure minor slowdown to say 52 to 50, and we got to find out whether that is Thomas Curry and a Google Cloud picking up some share, or whether it's just Amazon Web Services just rolling over everybody as it continues to have done. But I think we have to be aware, and I think people who are just coming into the market, and in which there are many, that it's entirely possible that a company could report a very good quarter and a stock can still go down. That's not what they're used to. There are a lot of people who've come in who believe that stocks only go up. Uh, As someone who's watched the market for a long time, David, is that true?
0: Uh, No, that has not been my experience. There is a period of time when that, uh, in fact, uh, is not the case. And often there's a lot of pain associated with those, those periods of time.
2: We just want people to be aware we're not looking for the market to go down. We don't want it to go down, but it has at times gone down. Worth noting for the people yes. who just got in since, since May and haven't even had a couple of back-to-back days of down.
0: No, it, it is absolutely worth noting, and it's certainly a highly unusual time in, in so many ways. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Of course, don't forget we are going to be joined by the CEO of Record Ben Uh a bit later, actually about 20 minutes or so from now. Maker of Lysol, Musinex, many other consumer products. We'll get a check from check in from him when squawking the street. Right
3: I'm enthused about all the vaccines that the U.S. has funded. There's the first wave, which is about five. And then there's a second wave, which uh, are are cheaper, uh, could be more effective. But, um, you know, they have to wait because they didn't get, get done as quickly. So you're just going to hear, you know, various phase threes will start. Uh you know, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is a, a particularly good low-cost vaccine. Uh the AstraZeneca's and Moderna are, are two of the first to get out there.
1: It's Bill Gates on the vaccine earlier this morning on Squawk Jim, and he, he mentions J and J, which did launch trials in the U.S. And now we have Pfizer and BioNTech uh, uh choosing their candidate.
2: Yeah, interesting that Pfizer did did not pick the uh, uh, did not pick the COVID-19 vaccine that they had talked about before. Uh, it's a large study of a virus can I'm reading from stat. Aimed at improves, but it's not the one for which we were released earlier this month. I thought that was curious. A J&J uh, giving yes. no timeline, which you think is a lot better. Because remember, you have to send people, they have to go forth. And some are going to get COVID and some are not. And we have to make sure that enough there are enough instances of contact that we don't decide, hey, the placebo is doing better than the vaccine. So I do think that that's why I, I, you don't want to shotgun this. You really have to be like J&J and lower the expectations. Uh, there's an Atlantic uh, piece this morning, which just says we've got to stop thinking that the vaccine's the be all and end all. And I do feel that that's what's happened. Uh, in the stock market in particular, I, I think Pfizer uh, knows how to bring a drug. They know how to do They're total pros. They are not promotional. I like what they said. I think that's, that Bill Gates is absolutely right that the AstraZeneca Oxford uh, vaccine is very good. A lot of good opportunities here, but I just don't want everyone to get ahead of themselves. And, and David, you know, the reason yeah. I'm doing that is that I just feel like that the political climate there are a lot of people who feel that this must happen now. I want the best vaccine, not the fastest vaccine.
0: Of course, and the most effective vaccine, without a doubt. But to your point, Jim, I mean, I've made this point many times. There are antivirals out there. and you know, we talk a lot about remdesivir, but you really don't want to be in a position where you've got to get remdesivir because typically you're going to be in the hospital. Right. It's going to be infused. But there are antivirals. I've been following one closely that's been licensed by Merck. EIDD 2801 that are moving forward through phase two trials that could really change the trajectory of the virus. And have a
2: Willy antibodies. Yes, this is another way we have not yes. heard from Regeneron, which I now regard as rather strange. Uh, but you're right. I mean, Merck right. is is this Friday. Those are hopeful for me. See, I want the, a spray that you can take it. I want to make it so that it's less likely. There's too many people I follow on Twitter who say, hey, listen, it's just a problem for people who are 55. I mean, like, well, we're supposed to just triage a couple generations and just say, ah, you know, that's fine. What, You know, what is this, Logan's yeah, Run? Yeah, I know. It's a like, Logan's Run. I know. Google Two, it, people. Logan's two-thirds Run. Two-thirds of our that's show. What you're th- saying.
0: Two, two-thirds of our show would get taken out of here. Come on. That's no good. I mean, I, I don't think even Carl wants to be alone. So, yeah, there's the opening <laughs> bell, Carl. I'll let <laughs> you take it away. I do want to get to talking about those five numbers leave me, well.
1: Yeah, if you guys <laughs> leave me, I'm out of here. I'll tell you that. There's... There's the opening bell, uh, breath filling in. Uh, Jim, I mean, overnight, the president did retweet uh, a a post that argued uh, hydroxychloroquine was being suppressed to keep deaths high in this country so that the economy could be shut down ahead of the election. I mean, does that shake your faith in whatever news we get out of any agency?
2: Hydroxychloroquine, that's a story that won't die. And hydroxychloroquine, look, we know that there was a couple of studies that were good. Uh, There have been articles which say, look, there's just an exaggeration about what happens in terms of heart problems for the people who take uh, lupus. I just don't believe that it's in anybody's interest to have more people die. If there's a medicine that works, there's a, a, you know, Hippocratic, not hypocritical oath. Uh, I, I just think that. I don't know. I mean, I know that the science, the New England Journal of Medicine has completely let us down. They had some article about some guys saying, listen, don't wear a mask. Then they added an addendum, which says, hey, we didn't say don't wear a mask. We said you got to wear a mask. I mean, the the science has been bad. The stuff out of China has been bad. I mean, everything. There has been a not straight story about anything yet. And we It just so I come back and say we just know very little about what works and what doesn't. And it's July and it's it's a little embarrassing what Bill Gates said about the meaninglessness of the tests. How about that? How about we have companies like Quest and LabCorp? They can't get any. They're overwhelmed. Uh, We are overwhelmed in fighting this thing. And what do we get? We get Kodak getting a a big contract to make pills. We're
0: going to talk about that, Jim. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But let's stay on this topic. I mean, 3M, we're going to be talking to Mike Roman. They are talking about a new rapid test with MIT. want to find out more about that. We did notice Pfizer, of course, guys, is up this morning. I mean, it's so interesting, the new world that Jim has been talking about. There's uh, Mike Roman, of course, the next hour. Um, this new world of Zoom. I mean, there are no pharmaceutical salesmen in the U.S. who are able to meet with doctors, and that's yes. been the case for some time. Um, and that's most international sold. markets, Pfizer says, are able to meet with healthcare professionals for most of the quarter, but in the U.S., unable to meet in person with doctors for nearly all of the quarter. No U.S. salesforce colleagues meeting in person with healthcare professionals. Yet they're still selling, selling, but perhaps not as much as they might have thought, given
2: you can't. Get in your car and drive to a doctor's office if you're selling prescription but drugs. I was shocked. My wife was a salesperson for Medisys for years. Yeah, you're uh, Shock now. Remember him? And uh, she yes. sold uh, dermatology products. And one of the things that I learned is it's one of those businesses, not timeshares, but it's like it. It doesn't move unless it's sold. And you are so right, David. It is very difficult to sell products, particularly for elective products, elective surgery. I have Centene on tonight. It's just down, you know, 40 percent elective surgery. So I think that there is much to talk about here about how, again, industries have changed. Salespeople. Salespeople have found themselves in every profession using Zoom, and it's just not a great way to do business. Carl, you, you, you need Estee Lauder because of, of the problem uh, 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 of the breakout with the mask, right? First, you got the breakout with the mask, <laughs> and then you got the really ugly kind of thing you got with Zoom. I mean, in the end, who wants to do business with you? You look like a freak show. This
1: is an ex- this is an extension of your Ulta Salon thesis from the pre-COVID era, Jim. You still got to look good, especially now on camera. Oh um, man, I'm scrubbing. By the I'm scrubbing, way, as, w- call, as we're talking, <laughs> as we're talking, Jim, uh, the Fed with an announcement here that they are extending the lending facilities that were scheduled to expire at the end of September to December 31. Uh, Not a terrible surprise, I guess. There's a ton of facilities that uh, are applicable here. But it is a sign that we're going to have to make this bridge maybe longer than the Fed initially anticipated.
2: Well, good for them. And when we look at what's going on with Horton, uh, we know that it has been a dramatic, uh, positive the housing industry's 10 percent of this country punches above its weight. Uh, the Fed is doing its job. If you're in favor of employment, I say that because I think that the country is very split on who you know. some people actually don't want things to be good because there is an election this year. But Horton's up three uh, against that. I would look at LabCorp. LabCorp being up four is not a good sign. It means that they are making a fortune off testing and that the testing is going to continue to be tight. Uh, I would like to see LabCorp down because the federal government has decided to get in the testing business itself and not have a laissez-faire attitude with a couple of companies dominating it. And by the way, who gets quick testing? Maybe people from the Mets and Phillies. I mean, quick testing is the province of people who play pro sports and really rich people. And, you know, what? that is just that's a sham. It's just terrible. How many times are they going to test football players like more? Do you think they wait 10 days? I mean, you think they have 10 days? No. Unless no. they have the bye week. No. no. no Jim, oh, Jim yeah. the
1: argument other countries have test and trace and we have uh, test and wait. That's sort of test the argument wait. from a lot of skeptics yeah. right now. It's,
5: it's, um, and
1: Steve Leisman's got more on this uh, Fed lending extension. Steve?
5: Carl, Carl, yeah, you provided very, very, very much the context that I was going to provide, which is here's the Federal Reserve settling in for maybe a little bit more of the long haul with these things. Uh, We started off this thing thinking, hey, this was going to be something quick, a V-shaped recovery. Uh, Now the Fed and I think others are coming to the realization that the economy is going to need assistance for longer. I'll read you what the Fed wrote in in its press release. The three-month extension will facilitate planning by potential facility participants and provide certainty that the facilities will continue to be available to help the economy recover from the COVID-19 pandemic. So all of these 13, three facilities, the PDCF, the Money Market Fund, corporate credit, the Paycheck Protection Program that the Fed buys the uh, loans from. Uh, two of them were already longer, but all of them will now be available through December 31st. And it allows people to think hey, it'll be around for a while. Uh, it's something we can plan on using if needed, Carl. All
2: right.
1: Steve, thank you for that. Uh, Jim, uh, um, uh, back to your point. I'm sorry. Back to your point on housing. Uh, Washington Post had an incredible piece yesterday looking at how the pandemic has exacerbated inequalities. If you own a house, you are doing incredibly well if you want to make money on it. If you rent, uh, you're worried about being homeless in a matter of months. And Horton's backlog way above expectations. Revenue uh, just blew it out.
2: Yeah. You know who talks about this more than anyone uh, and talks about it extensively is Greg Hayes from Raytheon here. The stock is uh, going from up to down, in part because they made their number off, off of cost cuts. But uh, he, his company has always been committed to education. His company is really uh, em- uh, you know, his company's a throwback. They've been focused. They have provided the most scholarships other than the U.S. government. Uh, and he talks about inequality and has always addressed the inequality in the call. We now get a lot of calls addressing inequality, and it's almost like they say, hey, you know what, we realize that things are bad. Well, hello, things have been bad for a long time. And what uh, Greg Hayes uses is a term called institutional racism. And what a delight that is to have someone use the real terms about what's going on. His call will be interesting. He always addresses it. You know, it's going on now. It's 830. But he always addresses the issue head on. And it's a, it is really terrific to hear someone recognize the inequalities in the country and try to do something about it. You know, I'm not I don't want to be in a soapbox yeah. about this, but it does annoy me that a lot of companies suddenly woke up to this when many companies really figured it out ahead of time. It's not right. Yeah,
0: well, we always listen. Greg. Greg Hayes always uh, always tells it like it is, which is one reason why we love having him on as a guest as well. Guys, a couple of quick things to hit before we uh, get to Rekit Van Keyser this morning. And we've talked about, the, obviously, we're talking housing right now. Uh, Rocket Mortgage filed its S-1. Remember I spoke about this company right. uh, a few weeks ago, Dan Gilbert Company, Quicken Loans, but Rocket Mortgage is, is the name. Uh, I mean, 150 million shares are going to be priced between 20 and 22. This will be the biggest deal of the year. Midpoint 3.15 billion uh, will be issued. That's a 40 billion plus market value for rocket mortgage. Wow. A company, by the way, in the second quarter that did a billion and a half in income. Just think wow. about that for a second, but that again goes to the point on what's going on with housing right now and where
2: rates are. And Is
0: it going to finally, be Jim, you and you not mentioned. Dan?
2: Is going to be Jay Farner? Uh, Yes, yes, Uh, yes. yes. That's who, and everybody loves this guy. Yeah, Yeah. Jay Farner's is unbelievable. He called me once. I said, "I I don't know. Wells may have a better record than they have. They do have the lowest default. That company, the the complex that Dan runs, has the lowest default ratio of any." Lending institution, right. and I think people have to. Now, I was mistakenly, I, I mistakenly said something about a bank that was better, and uh, they got a hold of me in about, I don't know, they had a hold of me about an hour and gave me. They really schooled me. I like to be schooled. Anybody who thinks I'm really got it wrong, just call me. I'll change my mind. I thought that they, I thought so that Rocket weren't. Mortgage did not have the stringent rules. That was totally wrong. They're a fantastic lenders. Yeah. Carl, and I got to tell you, a lot of much about financial. Yeah, algorithm before services, anyone was
0: algorithmic. Technology, right? Right, and, and and the growth there. So we're we'll, we're going to keep a close eye on that. It's I think next week it's going to be hitting the uh, the public markets. And finally, Jim, you mentioned Kodak briefly. We have got to come back to yeah, it. Of course, is, this is not you know, the Eastman Kodak we all grew up with. This has now been repurposed uh, uh, Eastman Kodak as a company that is gearing up to produce ingredients for generic drugs. Why am I mentioning it? Well, listen, it's a hundred million dollar market cap before the open this morning, but it's now about, three or four times that uh, after the administration uh, gives it a $765 million loan, uh, government loan under the Defense Production Act. And this is the first of its kind. The purpose is to help expedite the domestic production of these ingredients because so many of them come from China. But Eastman Kodak, I don't know, this guy, George uh, Garfunkel, bought 200, uh, bought 11 million shares at 250 recently. Yeah, I that was good timing. The sophisticated investors, not that he's unsophisticated, but uh, GSO, you know, the Blackstone, Bennett Goodman's right. old, and they sold at that level. Uh, this is high, high speculation just because they got a $765 million loan. I think we've got Navarro, your pal I, I Navarro, think, talking yes, about well, it, he's been, Do you um, want to take a the,
2: listen? Yeah, he's been China, death yeah. by China, drugs we're going to fly up uh, this afternoon uh, to the Kodak Corporation in uh, Rochester, New York, visit uh, a facility uh, which was absolutely made uh, to assist America in bringing back its pharmaceutical supply chains and medicines to U.S. soil. What we have
3: today is a $760 million loan fully collateralized, uh, uh, so uh, minimal risk to the
1: task pay- pay- payer, which is going to allow this country over time to be able
2: to produce a full 25% of the active pharmaceutical ingredients that are necessary to make our generic medicines. David, let's call this as no, it Maybe, it'll, this maybe a,
0: it'll be a seminal moment, Jim, for this David, company. But please, please be careful out there. David, this I mean, is this a is Navarro SPAC.
2: Did you know that Navarro had a SPAC? Yeah. It's Navarro no, SPAC. But I, yeah. What, what else can you it, call I, it? Yeah, there you go. What happened to, you know, we got Mylon uh, there. I, they do that business. I understand. I don't know. I think I way too much comes from it, China. But. Way too much. But uh, I, no. I, I do think that Eastman Micho- they used to own Sterling Drug. I mean, maybe that was... Maybe they remembered Sterling. job?
0: Yeah. it's going to create some jobs in Rochester.
2: So all right, that's good. We like that. Um, all right, the Red Wings—they them up uh, We got to take. Is the whole Red Wing yeah. team called yeah. up because of the pandemic? I don't know. Manfred Mann. George Fisher.
0: Thank you. All right, we got to uh, we got to take a quick break. Remember, Record Bank keys are going to be on the side on the other side of this. We'll get an update on Lysol and oh, a lot of other things. Welcome back to Squawk in the Street. As promised, of course, let's bring in uh, Loxman Rossman, the CEO of Ben Kiza reporting earnings, uh, had their conference call, uh, joined us recently, of course, to talk about uh, uh, Lysol and some efforts they've been making as well um, in the not-for-profit area. Good to have you after earnings uh, this morning, Loxman. Let me just start right off with your guidance, because you did get some questions on the call about Why not more? Why not have, in fact, increased your medium and long-term growth expectations, given where you see the business right now? And you said, well, I'm confident, but at the same time, don't want to get ahead of ourselves. What did you mean when you said, don't want to get ahead of ourselves?
4: Look, we've had a strong start. Um, Lysol Detol, exceptional performance, strong hygiene sensitivity. Um, You know, a tailwind with e-commerce, big growth, 60% growth in the first half of the year. Um, you know, we've had uh, good sales because of nesting at home and a couple of tailwinds, you know, with social distancing as well as with pantry unloading. The strategy is taking hold. The culture and purpose and flight of the company are taking hold. We're building the business for the long term. We're going to take some of the upside and reinvest it in the business. But taking up guidance at this point in time for the future in an era of real uncertainty feels a bit premature to me. So I just don't want to get us... Uh, out ahead of ourselves, we need to do the right thing and build the business for the long term.
0: A lot of people focused, of course, on, as you point out, the the sale of products such as Lysol for uh, for hygiene, for combating the virus. You've had partnerships, a new one announced with Delta. But I do wonder, there have been, you know, mounting studies of late Loxman that indicate that... Uh, it's not impossible to catch the virus from a surface, but it is highly unlikely. The primary, if not the really almost sole way that the virus actually is transmitted is through the air. Does that make you think perhaps a lot of this is hygiene theater and at some point it's going to come to an end?
4: There's no question that uh, aerosol transmission is important, but it doesn't exclude the fact that there there is a chance for this to also transmit to the surface. Uh, we've seen that in various places, and so we fully think that uh, uh, this is something, just staying hygienic, um, ensuring that you are practicing hygienic practices is, in fact, quite important. Uh, uh, sir, do so you expect that? Oh, I'm, you, sorry, I'm sorry, David. Go
2: ahead.
0: Sorry, Jim, go ahead. Yeah, no, Jim, go ahead, please. Well,
2: but I'm just, I wanted to thank you for sending me some Airborne. Like, send me a couple bottles of Airborne. I want to know whether those are the only two bottles. Have you gotten to the point where you can fulfill the demand? Of your products, because I know when I see these arrangements you're making with airlines and uh, doing some terrific things to try to keep everybody uh, at peace, basically, I am concerned that you're out of product.
4: Jim, we are investing heavily in ensuring that um, uh, our capacity goes up. In fact, we would announced in February an expansion of two billion pounds of an investment in the business. We're taking that investment level up. Including investment in additional capacity. If you look at the growth of Lysol in the U.S., it's grown over 70%. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of people who can really scale up supply in order to meet a 70% growth in demand overnight. We are, in fact, making exactly those arrangements with a combination of co-packers as well as investments we are making in our lines in order to meet the demand, including the gummies that you like.
2: Well, Laxman, that's that's perfect. That's what we're worried about. I've been trying to figure about the the extensions of what you can do uh, in terms of the Lysol brand and working with business. For instance, I have Otis tonight on Mad Money. I would love to see Otis partner with you because when I get in an elevator, it is one of the places I truly fear. Are there many places that need to partner with you in order to be able to figure out how to make people not nervous
4: about doing something? Jim, our brands are a trust mark and uh, some of the partners that, are, you know, that we've already announced have done independent studies. And consumers have told us that a brand like Lysol, a brand like Dettol, is in fact a trust mark for them. We're in conversations with many of these verticals that you mentioned. We've announced a few, we'll be announcing go- we will certainly announce more, but it's clearly exactly what you're saying. Consumers are anxious, they need a trust mark. Lysol and Dettol clearly are the best trust marks out there in the disinfection space.
0: Locksman, I want to talk about the business itself. You came in uh, with the expectation of increasing margin. You've done that at least over the last year. First half of 2019, 23.6 percent, 90 basis point improvement to where you are right now, 24.5. I think that includes 69 million pounds in COVID related costs. Can you keep doing it or, uh, you know, where are you in terms of margin improvement when you look at the future and when you look at what the product portfolio is and your expectations are?
4: The long-term value in the stock is in our ability to deliver growth. What we had talked about in February when I came in and announced our future strategy was our focus was on ensuring that we would be a mid-single-digits growth company and delivering high-single-digits growth in terms of uh, EPS growth. Um, our focus is on that. And we are, in fact, investing in the business both this year and next year in terms of um, um, you know, investments in capacity, investments in muscle, commercial muscle, um, investments in R&D and innovation in order for us to be able to set the business for long term growth. So the focus is on that. The margins up. But the reality is that as you look at it, we are investing in the business, particularly from now on next year, in order to set the business up to hit a mid 20s margin in the mid 20s.
0: All right. And finally, um, one bit of good news we may be getting here is the expectation that the flu season is going to be less than anticipated, in part because of all the things people are doing in terms of hygiene. How is that going to impact your business?
4: We are prepared for um, you know, a flu season of, of any intensity. You are correct in saying that if you look at the southern hemisphere, the early returns are that you know, the flu season is going to be milder. Uh, We are prepared. Our supply chain did have some issues in the middle of the year last year. We have worked very hard to fix it and have gotten much closer to our customers in terms of how we do this. So we're ready for the flu season, whichever way it turns out.
0: Malaksman, we appreciate you taking some time with us uh, and uh, look forward to seeing you again in the future. Thank
4: you. Thank you again, Jim. Thank you again, David. Much appreciated.
1: Shares of 3M at about a two-week low this morning as the company misses by a penny. Revenue was light. Uh, Guidance remains withdrawn. We'll talk to Mike Roman about uh, that and the fact that the July, they say, up month to date. We're back in a moment. Let's get to Jim and stop trading.
2: One of my favorite things to do is to ride an all-terrain vehicle. It's a huge blast, and Polaris makes a lot of them. (laughs) Look at that. Polaris, despite the fact they had some manufacturing issues, it is on fire because we love the great outdoors during a pandemic. It is something we saw from Camping World. We've seen it from the RVs. Now we see it from the ATVs. What business is to be in at this point? It'll be Yeah, Jim,
1: I'm looking at the, the conference call at Harley this morning has and will continue to benefit from interest sparked in auto activities post-COVID.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, uh, they've got some other issues, Harley, but I think that you uh, you get used to it. You like it, and maybe you go to snowmobiles. People have to find – Brunswick, you can't buy a boat. People are looking for things they can do, which is not, say, go to a big party with a DJ where you're all clustered together watching the chain smokers. That's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah.
1: No, no. Don't, don't do that. No. Uh, Harley, by the way, also talking about exiting some international markets. Yeah. Uh, might be why some of the shares are down. But um, the great Jim, how about tonight?
2: I've got uh, Otis Elevator. That's why I mentioned to Lysol, to Laxman. I find uh, ele- elevators to me are frightening right now. And Centene, which is just a gigantic Medicaid play. We've got to find out about testing. Michael so is honest. Tell me that you're afraid when an elevator opens yeah, and there's the three people on it. Don't elevator? you say, hey, hey, I'll take yeah. the next one. Oh. Yeah, but
0: not because of the surfaces, Jim. Not because of the surfaces, but because of of the air.
2: Well, because people, David, they don't always... I got the new design. Look at this Honeywell. Makes me look like Spider-Man, huh? Is this cool? Oh, I like it. Do you like this? And it's got the filter. You can get them on Amazon. You change the filter so you don't need Listerine endlessly. This is the game plan. All right? Look at that. Honeywell, of course. Jim, we will see you at six. I love a good mask. Uh, mad money He's on. CNBC. An Stay yep. away from me and let me yep. wear everybody. We're all good. Uh,
0: we'll see you tonight, Jim. Uh, thanks very much. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk
1: on the Street.